You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Fritz, Mike, and Tina, bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. Listen live on the Mixler app and follow us on your favorite platform, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Radio.com. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Twitter at God Stories Radio. To this edition of God Stories Radio, this is session 267. I'm Fred. Oh, I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. It is Thursday night. What's going yes, on over there across the table? Oh, I'm excited. Yes. Super excited. Some good smelling coffee you got oh, there, it Mikey. Is good. It is good. Colombian Supremo. You know it. It is. What's that sweet stuff I'm smelling inside of it? It today happens to be white chocolate raspberry. White chocolate raspberry is the flavor of the day here on God Stories Radio. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not spoiled at all, Mikey. Oh, no. <laughs> Exclusively at Publix. <laughs> Shopping is a pleasure. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, yeah. you're only spoiled when it comes to coffee. You're pretty down to earth other than that. Pretty much, yes. Yeah. My favorite one is Cinnabon. Mm, yum. Yeah, everybody's favorite is Cinnabon. I'm glad I just don't live next to one. Yeah, really. Goodness. Yeah, I don't think I'd have been able to stay on keto if I was living next door to a Cinnabon. Anybody could stay on keto with a Cinnabon next door. (laughs) It's hard enough with a Chick fil A down the road. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Tell me. What's going on, Mikey? Well, um, there's been, you know, last week, when we uh, had our show, and I would say the weekend, the weekend before, you know, the weekend or, um, there was uh, some stuff said, and you know, you know that I'm I'm in the position where, you know, waiting for things to happen and things to come forward and so on, and um, I had totally forgotten about this, and it goes back to uh, the book that uh, we studied quite a bit, uh, the upside to adversity. And um, one of the things that was in it was, you know, when God brings you into this place and he's got you in this journey, first off, the longer it is, the bigger it's going to be. But it also talked about, um, like in Job 42, 12, it said the latter part of Job's life was blessed, basically double for his trouble. Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, I had forgotten all about that. And then mm-hmm. just, like I said, Sunday's message at uh, Real Life, Justin brought, and then there was something that came right after that and something else. And then Thursday, um, Melissa. No, um, Monica. Um, Monica mm-hmm. had spoken Pastor about Monica. Yeah, Pastor Monica had spoken something about it too. And then something else came along as well. So I see this continue, like uh, we were talking before the show uh, with Tracy that, you know, those coincidences and stuff like that so mm-hmm. but anyway that's something i noticed in the last uh, week and a half mm. so the lord is speaking to you is what you're saying I'm, yeah i'm, you're I'm saying. saying so but you know and, and that's not that's just gonna be a, a an extra if that does i just want to get moving that's all i just want to get going he's got you mikey i know he's got you 
Well, I am very, very excited about this week's guest because um, we've been talking about having her on. And as you know, uh, we had to reschedule her. And then last week we had a friend of hers on who was uh, Pastor Monica, who gave her testimony. And Pastor Monica was such a blessing to us. I I'm mean, not going to lie. Pastor oh, yeah. Monica lit it up. Oh, she yes, did. she did. Absolutely. I wanted to get up and run around in here. I'm not going <laughs> to lie right now. If I had a tambourine, I'd have shaked it with all I had, man. I, <laughs> she was. She was on fire. She was. And we're really excited because we're going to have her son on in January, sometime in January, it looks like. So uh, that'll be something fun. She would get get that done. Yep. So that'll be something fun to uh, look forward to. And if we can't get it scheduled in in January, we will uh, work something out for the near future. Uh, But this week's guest is, um, she's actually the founder of Kingdom Publishing. And it's a Christ-centered book publisher, uh, book, book publishing company. Uh, she's been in the marketing world for over 24 years, and she brought all that experience together for the glorification of the kingdom. And uh, she put this wonderful book together called God Met Me Here. And what it is, it's a book about different testimonies that people have given uh, and they're only about like three or four pages in length, um, but they really touch you and resonate with you and tell somebody's story in just a snippet, you know, just enough to kind of give you the essence of what they've gone through and how God met them where they were mm, at. It's great for us that that want to get to the punchline. It is. And, and it's a night. It's nice because there's <laughs> there's quite a few stories in here. You know, there's probably like oh, well, over 20 stories. They're in amazing. Here. All of them. They are. And um, Tracy is a is a mother and has been, like I said, glorifying Christ. She's a public speaker. She's an author herself. And we're just really, really happy not only to partner with Kingdom Publishing and Tracy, but to call her a friend now, because I already feel like a kindred spirit oh, with her. Oh, she's GSR family. No Absolutely. About it. So I just want to welcome to the show, Miss Tracy Fagan. Hey, Tracy. Hello, Tracy. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. To welcome to the tonight. show. We've been excited. I can't wait. Awesome. So Tracy, just um, go ahead and... and and take it over and, and just let us know about your testimony and how, how God met you where you're at. And then you can kind of go into after that about the book and, and um, some of the projects that you're working on now. Okay. So for me, I was born and raised in the Catholic church, um, went to Catholic elementary school. So I had a knowledge of God but I didn't really have a personal relationship with him. And I remember is, um, I think I was in middle school when I had to give up my seat on Christmas day, um, for some of the Christmas and Easter Catholics. Um, I, I vowed to myself. I'm like, if I don't come every Sunday to church, then I'm not going to come on Christmas and Easter because I'm not going to kick somebody out of their seat, <laughs> which <laughs> you got to justify that somehow, Tracy. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and, and again, and not and those people that, that just come for Christmas and Easter, like, you know what, come and, and grab whatever you can, whenever you can, and hopefully it'll sink in deeper. But in my, in my life, that's where I was at that point in time. And so I, I held true to my vow and, and I stopped going to church and all together. And so I, um, you know, I was, I was living life and trying to figure it out on my own. And I ended up in a relationship that was, that was very, very toxic, um, and very abusive, not, not, um, physically, but emotionally. And then we even got pretty, pretty far into some, um, into some pretty perverted, um, sexual practices and pornography and, um, and it was just not good. And it was really wearing away at my, at my self-esteem. And um, it really got me asking, like, why am I not enough? Um, and I you think know, we were actually involved in this. I think we were involved in the swinging lifestyle. 
and I think you in your in your um, testimony, Tracy, you mentioned that it was kind of like a gradual process. It wasn't just like an overnight type of thing, right? Oh, absolutely. The enemy he is he he'll slow walk you. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll slow walk you into sin to where it's just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit, and then before you know it, you're like, where am I, and how did I get here? And when you sit and look, you can watch the path that you took. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it started with, well, let's just go, you know, let's just go check out this this porn store. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you know, it's like all of a sudden you've got this full-blown library of pornography and and now you're inviting other people to be a part of it. And it's just it, it and all of a sudden it just got so out of control. And it got me to the point that like I said, my, my self-esteem was so low and um, in the question of like, why me? Why am I not enough? What, what's wrong with me? And all of this was, was culminating and, and swirling and the, the taunting was going on in my head. And, um, and then there was one night that we were, we were having a party and, um, and so I was already in the state of being very depressed. And then we add, added alcohol on top of it, which, you know, it's now clouding even more and more of a depressant. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw the man that I was with kissing this other woman goodnight outside of our brand new home. Mm-hmm. And that was the straw. That was for me, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. And I just lost it. And so he came in and we fought for a little bit. And then he went to bed and I ended up finding myself down in the kitchen. And then that's when it started almost turning into an out-of-body experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the next thing I know, I've got a knife in my hand and I'm pressing it against my wrist. And I'm hearing these voices taunt me and you know, just, you're not enough and you're not good enough. And then I hear this one voice, it was very loud, it was very sleazy and very clear. And it said, turn the knife so that it goes with your vein so you get a good cut. Wow. And I did. I, I, I turned the knife and I started pressing it into my wrist. And I'm really thankful that our knives weren't that sharp. <laughs> um, but as I was starting to press it down into my skin and I'm fighting my head, I'm like, I've never thought of com- committing suicide. I've never been to this place. Like it was so much confusion. Yeah. And then I heard, and it wasn't an audible voice, but it was in my spirit. I heard this voice that was so sweet and loving and powerful and, and firm, but not accusatory at all. And it was just, Tracy, put the knife down. Your daughter needs you. Mm-hmm. Wow. And... And it definitely caught my attention and I put the knife down. And as soon as I put the knife down, all of the taunting and all of those other voices were gone. And then I like kind of came to, and I, it was like, I didn't know what I had experienced. Like I knew I had experienced something, but I didn't know what it was. And so I went up and I told the man that I was with, I'm like, I'm not in a good place. And I just shared with him. I didn't share with him like the voices and all of that, because that was so much beyond what I could capture. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm not in a good place. I was just down in the kitchen and, and I, you know, I had a knife to my wrist and, and he just, he went off, he went off on me about how selfish I was. And, um, and he couldn't believe that I would do that and, you know, get out of my face. And now I felt so alone. Yeah. I felt so alone. And so I left and I remember going back downstairs and I was sitting in the living room. And, and with that, I just felt this peace just come over me. And, and it was amazing because even though I was physically alone, I didn't feel lonely anymore. I just had that peace that surpasses all understanding. And then all of a sudden, like just very methodically, I was like, you know what? I need to go get the book of mental health care providers. Like who thinks of that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was sitting there, you know, and still a little bit drunk from the alcohol, obviously just this major emotional 
um, experience. And just as calm as day, I went and got the book of, and this was back in the day when they still had books and it wasn't online, <laughs> but I got the book of mental health care providers and started looking through it for who I was going to call the next day. Yeah, I just think that, you know, as you tell us your story, it's it's interesting to see the elements because you got connected into this bad relationship probably because of other issues that were in your life, whether they were in childhood or, you know, young adulthood or what have you, which made you or drew you close to this man that wasn't going to treat you well, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like with women, especially, it's such a pattern. Like we are drawn and attracted to men that will not treat us properly. And God has to work on us to break us from that cycle. And, you know, he stepped in in a supernatural way in your life because, you know, you said that you didn't even know what was going on when you were holding that knife to your wrist. It was really surreal in that whole moment. But I think that you were having this spiritual experience that, you know, when I say spiritual, it's not just spiritual on a positive side. It was spiritual on a negative side, too. But the Holy Spirit stepped in and and put a stop to, you know, the evil spirits that were trying to control you and speak into you. And he just said, no, this is not going to happen. And when yeah. you heard his voice, you listened, you know, which reminds me of the, the scripture that, you know, my sheep know oh, my, my voice. Voice. And you responded mm-hmm. right away. And then you said that those voices went away instantly. Mm. Yes. Yes. And I, I think that and there was power in that, you know, in that act of absolutely. obedience. And and that's, I mean, and that's truly it. And that's one of the things I was actually sharing this with somebody else a little bit earlier this week is even in that moment, um, God was still the gentleman that he is and that he gave me choice. He gave me mm-hmm. free will. He like told me what to do, put the knife down, but it's not like he grabbed the knife out of my hand. Right. He still gave me that choice. Yes. And there's power in choice. There is. I just couldn't there's imagine being in, in your place. shoes in that moment, though, actually trying to figure out what just happened and then have to deal in the moment with him and try to explain that. I'm just uh, like, wow, you need the well, Lord to get and, through and that. In all honesty, I. I really kind of dismissed it because at that point in my life, I had yet to have a real relationship with God. So I didn't, I didn't realize or understand the spiritual realm. I didn't understand that this might sound crazy. I didn't, I didn't understand that the devil was real. I didn't understand that he was there to, that the enemy is there to kill steal and destroy. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that, that there's the spiritual battle going on. I was really, I was just dumb to that. It, just in the fact that I just never heard about it. I had never known about it. I had never, looking back, I had experienced it several times, but I had no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wouldn't say dumb because I would say naive because, you know, you hadn't yes. been told yet, you know, you hadn't been educated in this kind of a style or a manner. And it's sort of the journey that we all have to take. Like somebody has to tell us and clue us in that there's this spiritual warfare that's happening in each and every one of our lives until we accept Christ, you know, and the battle is a very real battle. Mm-hmm. And even and after, even, I was going to say, even after we accept Christ, the battle is still there. The, the difference is your weapons. Yes. Mm-hmm. You got weapons. Yes. So, you know, even though you've accepted Christ, it doesn't stop the fact that the fight is still going on. But the major battle, the victory has been won because you've accepted Christ and he is now in you. And amen to that. Mm-hmm. 
I just, you Amen. know, it's just, uh, I think your story is just really, really powerful. And, you know, I hate to say that, you know, because you've gone through so much pain um, and probably so much sadness, but I just really hope that the Lord uses your story in an incredibly powerful way to help other people to realize in their lives about how God can meet them in the spot where they are. Cause that's what your book is called. God met me here. And in your yeah. instance, he met you right when that knife was in your hand. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I love, I mean, just because, because God didn't do enough and just that, and I say that totally tongue in cheek, um, in my mind, I, that still wasn't enough for me to leave the relationship. For me, in my mind, I was, uh, I was uh, leaving the relationship wasn't an option. Well, you were brainwashed. Well, yeah, you, you, you hadn't even figured out what just happened. <laughs> right. But the thing that was amazing to me, and this is like just the, just the next step of God's in just his amazing faithfulness, is it was exactly one week to the day when that happened out, well, seemingly out of the blue, the man that I was with, the man that I was with was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, I'm done. So it's it's something you didn't have to do. It's already taken care of. I didn't have to do. And the thing that was crazy is as soon as he said that to me, freedom, this power and this strength (laughs) came over me. And because I was driving at the time I pulled over, I'm like, get out, find your own ride home. We're done. We're done here. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because he was that elephant that was sitting on your chest. Yeah. You know, he was that and weight so, that you were still carrying around, even though you had you you had this victory in Christ, you know, because you heard his voice and you listened to him and you're in the process of accepting him and trying to learn and educate yourself about him. But you still have the monkey on your back, you know, because you haven't learned yet how to shake it but he took care of even right. that for you mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. yeah and, and sad thing is when you were talking before about uh, satan and all the sad thing is that uh, there's a pretty good percentage out there of christians that don't even believe know that he's there mm-hmm. and sadly and enough I, I some, of them, some of them choose to the vein yeah Sadly enough. Go go ahead, Tracy. I'm sorry. I, I think I cut you off. Oh, uh, uh, no, no. I, I mean, I think that's, I think that's very true. And I mean, I even remember, actually, I distinctly remember that the first time when my pastor told me, she's like, you know, that, that the enemy is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that he's here. He, he's, he's seeking to destroy you. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And it was such a foreign concept to me. But the part about it that, I mean, hindsight, looking back, it was like I had already experienced it. I had experienced it firsthand. But once we started taking a look at the scriptures and the Bible and how it talks about that, that spiritual battle, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing to see how that battle plays out and how many people don't know about it. Even Christians don't know about it. it and is. they just think that the devil is just a dude in a red, in a red skin tight suit with a, pitch, with a pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very real. It's just once you start understanding your enemy, it starts helping to equip you to identify when he is in situations. And that is a game changer because yeah. once you start understanding his whole MO is steal, kill, destroy, you can see it in your own life when things are happening. Then you can see, oh, the enemy is attacking me in this way. Um, what do I need to do? Well, I need to go to my weapons. Well, what are your weapons? Well, it's the word of God. Mm-hmm. You know, so you go to your Bible and you go to prayer and you fight back in those ways through God. He has equipped us to fight back. Mm-hmm. You can't do it on your own. Yes. Yes. And the other, the other piece to this, and I love that you can't do it. You can't do it on your own. You need to have, the word of God and you need Amen. the other thing that is so important 
Um, and I, and I truly believe that there was somebody that at least one person, one intercessor that was woken up that night that was praying for me. And I, and I, I am so looking forward to finding that person and thanking them when I get to heaven. Oh, wow. Yes. And I say that, I say that because, I mean, and I, I, I'll, I'll be transparent. There's times where God has woken me up to pray for somebody and I'm like, God, just give me 10 more minutes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) But the reality is, the reality is, is that we're in this together Mm -hmm. and intercessors and praying for one another and praying Mm. for the lost souls is so important. Even if you don't see the, the result of it on this side of earth Mm -hmm. or on this side of heaven, like I said, I know that I know that I know that people were called to intercede for me that night. Yes. They were praying for me. Mm Mm-hmm. They maybe didn't even know me. God maybe gave maybe gave them a vision of what was going on, but I know that prayers were going up, mm-hmm. and I am grateful for that. And and so in turn, the ability now to pray for others through those similar situations. You know, it's funny because people will never know how many times we've all driven by accidents and have been interceded in prayer mm-hmm. for the victims um, of those accidents or heard a news story and immediately said a prayer or read a post on a Facebook or some other social media p- platform and, and prayed for the individuals involved. But you're right. And how many mamas and grandmamas are out there that have been intercessors for their children and their grandchildren and, um, you know, have been praying uh, religiously for for years and years over their kids and their grandchildren and so forth. There are a lot of people who are in this position of intercessory prayer. Mm -hmm. And and we're very blessed to have people who actually pray for us as a nation too. I don't know if anybody has ever heard of the International House of Prayer, but they certainly do that Mm -hmm. there as well. And they pray for our nation and pray for the people. But, um, you know, we all have that power and that ability to pray for each other, to pray for our country, to pray for other people around the world. We all have that intercessory ability to pray and lift, lift up those who are suffering and hurt, um, Mm -hmm. and to step in because we, we have, basically an obligation and a duty to do that. Yes. In fact, just as you're saying this, and I just feel really led to challenge the listeners. Spend time in prayer, get a prayer journal and, and, and pray to God. It doesn't have to be, Oh, heavenly father, you know, it, it can be just in your regular tongue, like God, like this is what's on my heart. This is what I'm praying for. Like give people breakthrough. Um, and the reason I say this and, and write down the, write down your prayers in your journal and ask God to show you how he's answering them. Um, and this is just another side, a side note testimonial of the goodness of God, because when I first became a believer, I felt like I had little pea shooter prayers. I wasn't even sure that they were getting, <laughs> I didn't think they got to heaven. Let me put it that way. I mean, I was lucky if they got to 30,000 feet, let alone to heaven. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was still praying and there was one morning that it was really heavy on my heart with the school shooting. Um, and, and so I was just like, you know, God, at the time my daughter was in middle school. And so it was really heavy on my heart. And I'm like, God, please just reveal the plan of the enemy. Like reveal the attack of the enemy. Protect our kids, protect our schools. If there's a plan that's being that's being thought up right now, like reveal it. That was my prayer. Wow. Thinking it was a pea shooter, right? <laughs> Thinking, okay, maybe it got there. Maybe it didn't. You know, God's got plenty of other bigger people to listen to other than me. And then it was a couple days later, I was zipping through my um, Facebook feed or news feed or something. And there was a, a headline that said two girls arrested. They were planning to shoot up a high school that was a neighboring high school to the one that my daughter was going to be going into. Mm. Wow. And their, wow. Plan, their plan was foiled. 
Mm-hmm. And I saw it and I was like, oh, that's cool. And I zipped past it and God's like, stop. Yeah. Go back. And I went back. He's like, that was an answer to your prayer. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. He doesn't always reveal that, you know? Mm. Wow. Right. Well, not only that, but when, when we pray and, you know, we ask for this or ask for that and looking for the answers that we're, we're looking for, but looking for in our perspective. But a lot of times mm-hmm. your, your prayers get answered and you don't even know they were because God did it his way. Well, yeah. Because you're looking for something else or another way and God did it his way. Yeah, amen to that. Right, right. And and even for me, and like that really for me opened up and changed my prayer life because then all of a sudden I was like, oh, okay, so my my prayers, they are they are making it all the way to heaven. Like, and so then it, it really kind of opened up that conversation and dialogue between me and God of, you know, what I could ask for. And, and, and the way he answered that prayer is, you know, I mean, who, who knows who it could have saved or changed, but he heard and he answered. It is amazing so, when God opens up your faith like that. And it's a whole different ball game, man. Mm-hmm. And it's, your communication process changes, your prayer changes, everything. And to Tracy's point, I think it's a whole nother ball game too. Oh, you when bet. you realize it as yes. well. Yeah. Right. Because Absolutely. like, you know, a lot of times we do this, we pray for people, we but we never go back and we never reflect and look and see all of what God has done. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why she's saying, write it down so you can go back and, and look at it and reflect on it and see all these answers to prayer that have come through. Um, because I remember doing the same thing, Tracy, years and years ago. Well, I had a group of friends where we used to pray, you know, for each other and for people that we knew were hurting. And we would write everything down. And throughout the week, we would pray and then we'd meet again the next week, make another list and, and you know, pray again. And it was pages upon pages of answered prayer when I went back years later to look. I mean, just amazing. Like it, it blew me away. And, and I think that was a light bulb moment for me at the time. Mm-hmm. That, you know, prayer changes things, right? Which sure we does. know it does, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But there it was in black and white and for me to acknowledge and see with my eyes. What does James say? It's one thing to say. The prayer of a righteous man avails much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Amen. And it's one thing to say prayer changes things, but I think it's another thing too to say like, my prayer, my communication, my relationship with God. Yes. Can have an impact on things. Amen. That's mm-hmm. so true, Tracy. So Tracy went through this difficult relationship to say the least with this man who really didn't um, treat you with ki- the kindness and the respect that you deserved or the love that you deserved. And God managed to get you out of that situation and away from him. And mm-hmm. he started to change your life. Tell us what that changed life looks like. Uh, well, I'll be honest. Um, I jumped into another, a second marriage that was bad. It was another one that God told me not to be a part of. But he got me out of that one too, and that <laughs> that one in much less time. Um, and then, and then I, you know, I, I, he called me into the church. I mean, he truly called me into the church. I found out that I was, I mean, I was doing graphic design for one of the local churches, and I kept getting drawn across the threshold of this church for various different things. It was my polling place, and you know, going with my friend to pick up her son and like all this stuff. And finally I like kind of clued in and that's when I started going to church. Um, that's when I, uh, actually got saved. I, I accepted Christ as my Lord and savior. And, um, and so I was learning and growing and, and it was amazing. It, it was truly amazing. 
But, um, and this was another, you know, when you talk about, you you never know how God's going to answer these prayers. Um, I was looking for a, a new business coach, one to help me help me work in my business, but I wanted somebody who was faith-based, who was Christian, not just faith-based, Christian-based. Mm-hmm. So I was finding a lot of new age, a mm-hmm. lot of new age coaches that were out there. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what it's like to have a Christian business coach, but I know I don't want somebody new agey. I want somebody Bible-based. And so here's my little t-shirt or prayer. God, send me a good Christian business coach. And it was about... Um, maybe a week or two later is actually when I met Pastor Monica, the woman that you had on last week. <laughs> the phenomenal and, woman. Uh, uh-huh. Fireball, <laughs> man, I'll yeah. tell you. Well, and here's, and here's the part about it for me that was so funny is I met her actually at a business networking event. And so we connected and I laugh. I'm like, God, you really sent me a business coach, a Christian business coach, one that got up in all my business. <laughs> um, <laughs> she got up in all my business and God has used her to have those conversations about the devil is real. The mm-hmm. spiritual battle is real. This is what it's like to to pray. And this is what it's like to pray the word. And this is what it's like to read the word and study the word and divide the word of God and then apply it to your life because it's when you meditate on the word and practice it in your life, that's where you'll find good success. It's not following, you know, the business gurus and all that. It's following the word of God and being in his will. That's when you'll find true success. Mm-hmm. And Amen. the success isn't, isn't always the bottom line numbers of your bank account. Nope. It's not always the number of people on your email list. It's, did you reach the soul today Absolutely. that God has asked you to touch? It's well done, my good and faithful You mean servant. it's not about the amount of likes I have on my Facebook? <laughs> no, no, sorry. Oh, <laughs> it's not. or how many selfies I send on Snapchat? <laughs> not so much. <laughs> okay, I was just, just wanting to be clear. <laughs> Oh man! Um, but then after that, it's it's truly been this journey of learning to, you know, learning to live live for Christ, and you know, be okay being that Jesus freak, Amen. being that one, you know, um, that like people know, people know that that I love Jesus. It doesn't take them long to be with me until mm. they know mm-hmm. that there's something different about me. Um, and that comes from Jesus, um, you know, uh, learning about forgiveness, forgiving, forgiving for all of the pain and hurt that I experienced. I forgive him. I forgive him. Wow. Does he, does he have you praying for them? Yep. Mm-hmm. Same here. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Same here. Uh-huh. Actually. One of the first Bible studies I went to when we were studying the pray for your enemies, I remember looking at the one of the, my table mates and I'm like, I'll make you a deal. I'll pray for your enemy if you pray for mine. <laughs> and she goes, I don't think it works that way. <laughs> I'm like, well, because the prayer, the prayer that I have for, for my quote unquote enemy, yeah, it's not very pretty. <laughs> and they're like, well, that's part of the whole exercise. <laughs> it is. Yeah. They don't ever and, start pretty. No. No. No, but, but, but if you're praying um, for them and if you continue to pray for them, you know that you've forgiven them. Yeah. Yes. It's the only way yeah. really, I think, to work through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and just asking God for help to do that. So, so how did you get led into, honest, the pub, into Kingdom Publishing um, to starting Kingdom Publishing? Well, when I was going through, um, actually, when I was going through my journey, um, and this was, it's like when I was saved, um, I was fairly freshly saved, but I was going, I was in the dating world and, um, and just experiencing the craziness with that. And people were like, oh my gosh, your stories are so funny. You should write a book. And there were several different people from various different parts of my life that would say that. And so I was like, 
huh, maybe I'll do that. So I did. And I, I wrote a book. It was about my dating journey. And it gave me the experience of publishing a book, going through that process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the process of writing and editing and then the design and layout, and all of that. And so it was, it was the experience of doing that. Um, and then once I started really, really following the Lord, um, God was like, yeah, take that book down. I mean, it was good. It was, it was part of the process, but that's not, it doesn't truly glorify me because mm-hmm. you were still, still really in the world in that, in that dating part. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had that experience. I had mm-hmm. the experience of publishing a book. And then it was one, um, one morning in my prayer time with God that he started laying out this plan for kingdom publishing. And one of the things that he said to me in that conversation is he's like this publishing company, it's not about the books. (laughs) And I kind of chuckled. And when I say that to people, they're like, yeah, that's probably not a good tagline to tell people (laughs) we're a publishing company. It's not about the books. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But basically what, God was telling me is he's it's about getting the word out Mm -hmm. it's about getting the gospel out it's about helping people and it's not just through books but it's also through speaking and through interviews and through um, podcasts and webcasts and in other ways to get the word out about the gospel to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. And and one thing we've because, found too with testimonies is that they're so healing as well. Mm, yes. Yes. There's and actually the the testimony that I wrote and God met me here, I actually I wrote it down one time and I had it hidden away for about six years. Whoa. Um I mean, it's like I just, I felt like I needed to write it. So I got up and I wrote it and then I'd forgotten about it for a while. And I was part of a writing group and and they're like, well, you need to bring a piece of writing to share with the group. And I'm like, I've got nothing. And then it was like, oh wait, I've got that one that I wrote a while ago. And then I, and now I brought it out and I read it out loud. So I had taken the time to first write it. Mm -hmm. And there's so much power in writing. Because first of all, just the physical part of getting the words on paper. And then when I was in this group and I actually read it out loud. And so now you're saying it and you're hearing it as well as seeing it. And all of a sudden, my perspective changed as to the truth of what had happened and what was going on during that time. Mm -hmm. And that brought great healing. That coupled with knowing the word and the teachings that I had been given, you know, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God delights in me. You know, God has a plan for me, a plan for a future that, that I am his beloved, that he is my bridegroom, like that God is my bridegroom. Like that it's so personal, what, you know, right? it was, Right. It was so personal. And then all of a sudden, like reading this story that made like, and I had made myself so unworthy in my mind. Mm-hmm. So what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with me. I mean, there's nothing wrong with me. That's Amen I am that. fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. Yep. I am made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. But yet it's so hard for us to believe that, isn't it? Like it's so hard for us to believe that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. In his image. Yes. In his image. And and that's why, again, I I think that the, the whole writing and the reading and studying the word and worshiping is so important in removing those layers, just the way, you know, the enemy are similar to the way the enemy will sweep talk you and, and, and over time lure you into a place that's so awful. God sometimes will instantaneously deliver you from something. Other times it's a process and it's a walk and he peels those layers back and he, he peels off some of that shame and a little bit more of that shame and then some of that condemnation. And then you start seeing something in a different light and then he'll say, look at this. Take a look at this. I mean, I remember during part of my walk 
um, in singing the song, Good, Good Father. The refrain, the refrain that says, and I'm loved by you. I literally could not sing those words. And I didn't, it's like, I didn't, it was one of those things. It's like, I didn't realize that I wasn't able to sing those words until one time God was like, slow it down. Like, what does that say? Why are you skipping over that part? And I'm like, because it says, and I'm loved by you. You're like, why are you having a hard time saying that? Like, he's like, is it because you don't believe it? Because we believe that like, we don't have it. self-worth, right? And he's right. trying to <laughs> let us know we do have self-worth in him. Yes. And so God was showing me like ways that I was I was almost repelling his love because I didn't believe I deserved it. I didn't mm-hmm. believe I was enough. Mm-hmm. And so um, you know, and so yes, I mean, I think in, in writing your story. Um, even if nobody ever reads it, there is so much healing that comes. And especially when you sit down with God and start writing it out, he's like, yeah, this is what, you know, this is what happened or this is what you perceived happened. But this is where I was during all of it. I was still there with you. Bible says, write the vision, make it plain. Right. Right, the vision, make it plain. And it mm-hmm. says that God will never leave us nor forsake us. Mm-hmm. Whether you make your bed in hell, you know, he'll be there. We'll His love will up. be there. Righteous right hand. And so, yeah. And so, um, yes, there's so much power in actually writing your story and writing your testimony. Um, you know, Revelation twelve eleven. Mm-hmm. it says, you know, by the blood of the lamb and the word, word of our of testimony, testimony, you know, we'll be overcomers with so, Jesus and the word of your testimony. So you've put this compilation of testimonies together um, with a book called God Met Me Here, and then you published it. Uh, how many years ago did you publish this book, Tracy? Uh, it was just last year in 2019, November of 2019. Okay. And so if our listeners wanted to get a copy of this book, how would they get a copy? They can go to uh, kingdom-publishing.com forward slash God stories, or you can find it on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. Great. And... You've written this book and tell us a little bit about where this book has led you to now at this juncture. So one of the things that I've really found with this book is there's a lot of people that I've run into that, um, that I believe, and they even believe as well, that God is nudging them to tell their story. Mm-hmm. They're like, but I don't know how to get started. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like, I'm not a writer. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to get started. And so one of the things that, um, that we're doing at Kingdom Publishing is offering that support to help you get started, um, to help you and walk with you in that journey of writing your story, writing your testimony. Um, because one of the things is once you start shedding light into darkness, mm-hmm. the darkness, the darkness goes away. Yep. And so, and a lot of that comes with basically starting to tell your story um, and the shame will start, the shame and the condemnation will start falling off. Yes. So um, one of the things that we're actually offering um, it's December 30th is it's a free one hour class. It's um, called telling on your past. So by telling your past, you're going to tell on your past. It's like, you're going to, you're going to show it up. You're going to snitch on it. You're going to say, you know what, this is what, this is what happened. And I'm not going to let it hold me back anymore. Um, so that's it's a free one hour, one hour online session um, where you can just come in and we'll talk about what it's like, what to expect, and how to set yourself up for success in writing. Just writing your story. We're not talking publishing it. We're not even talking about sharing it with your best friend. Right now, we're just talking about writing it, getting it out, putting it into words, taking that action. So that God can start healing you from it. 
I love it. Mm-hmm. I am excited that you're doing this. And um, for any of our listeners or um, previous guests that would be interested in getting in touch with Tracy, um, how would they best get in touch with you, Tracy? So you can find us. Um, our website is uh, kingdom-publishing.com. And so you can reach out to us through there. There's a contact link on there. Or you can find us on either Facebook or Instagram at kingdom.publish. And, you know, join us, like us. Um, we try and share funny, you know, funny and inspirational um, quotes and thoughts throughout the day, uh, as well as different projects that we're working on, classes that are coming through, and uh, even new books that are coming out. We've got several different authors and um, moving forward into 2021, we've got some really great book projects that we're working on that are going to be coming out that I'll be able to reveal in, in due time. Okay, right. We're excited about that. Yeah. And then there's a way too, if people are interested in getting their story published, that they could work with you to do that as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, one of the projects that we're, um, I'm looking to um, do a God Met Me Here too. Um, so basically a follow-up to the book that we released last year. So if you're interested in, um, in putting together, basically it's a short story of your testimony and around 2,000 words. Um, you can start working on that. Reach out to me um, when we when we go ahead and launch that that um, that project. Definitely be informed. You can sign up to be on our mailing list and stay informed with that. If you want to write a, your full testimony in a book all on your own, we're definitely happy to uh, work with you in getting that published and getting the word out about your testimony in that way as well. Wow! Did you get yours down to two thousand words, Mikey? It's difficult. Let me tell you. <laughs> I don't know if I could. I might could. I'd, I'd be. Well, intri- I'm going to do it though. I think I'm going to. I'm going to do that. I'm going to. I'm going to write it. Good for you, babe. Yeah, it needs to be told. That's awesome. Yeah. And and even when we talk about like the 2,000 word um, testimony, it's usually around three to five pages, and sometimes it's not the full testimony. So, like for example, what I shared in mine about. Um, you know, about God saving me from suicide. That's literally a snapshot of mm-hmm. a snap, one snapshot of a God story in my life. Like, yeah, we God figured that, Tracy. Right I'll tell you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I was just getting that's, into that's it. Then just I, the tip of the iceberg. The end. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> She's messing with me. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. More to come. There you go. <laughs> But that's the beauty of God is he continues, he continues to meet us day in and day out in ways that are big and ways that are small. But anytime that, that God, the creator of the universe, the lover of my soul touches me, it's never small. It's never small. Amen to that. Amen. Wow. Well, Tracy, we are delighted that you came on GSR and that uh, you not only shared your testimony, but you shared your passion for your work and your willingness to help others get published. Um, and just the fact that you want to work with God Stories Radio, um, uh, we we consider it a personal delight Amen. to work mm-hmm. with you. Sure do, absolutely. And we're excited, you know, for what God may do in the future. And as I said before, if any of you are interested in. Um, having your testimony published and you just never really knew how to do it. This is uh this is a, te- a podcast for you today. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, pray about it, you know, ask, seek for the Lord's guidance and um, contact Tracy. And if you don't remember how to contact Tracy, you can always contact us at godstoriesradio.com or godstoriesradiotina.com. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Gmail. I totally said that wrong. <laughs> Godstoriesradio.com. No, dot godstoriesradio at gmail.com. I don't have problems. What are you laughing at? Because I do have problems. <laughs> God, but I celebrate recovery. Godstoriesradio <laughs> Tina at gmail.com. So, you know, or you can hit us up on Facebook. Um, you know, however you need to reach us, we are more than happy to get you connected with uh Tracy and help you on your journey. 
Um, and, you know, there may be some costs associated with that, but Tracy can go over that with you individually. Um, but they're very, very reasonable. And, you know, if this is something that's really on your heart to do, consider fundraising for it because I think, um, you know, God gave you a story for a reason. That's part of the reason why we do this show because um, it's meant to be shared. Wouldn't it be cool though, if we could have like a, a GSR alumni book or something like that, where we could, <laughs> that'd be amazing. We could feature a hundred testimonies of we just past did, guests. We, did, you know? we just did session number 267. I know. <laughs> I'm sure we could come up with a few. Uh-huh. Yep. I'm doing yeah. mine though. Yeah. That was a challenge. I'm going to do mine. I feel like I should. Yeah, I think I think definitely. I think definitely. You too. I'm looking at you. <laughs> I'm throwing some conviction over there. Uh-huh. Fireballs. All right. Well, Tracy, Man, we love you, you so and much, thank Tracy. you so much. Yeah, thanks for being oh, on the thank show. You. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me, and thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you for expanding the kingdom because that's that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm what it's all about bringing that light in the darkness yes and you know we um, amen we jumped uh, to the guest pretty quick we had someone that contacted us during the week when we were talking about prayer yes 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 right. yes karen burn had contacted us uh and she asked uh, her comment was pray for my family near and far that's all she put down but she she had the uh conviction to uh contact us and ask that so yeah prayer warriors out there for uh, god stories radio karen Byrne is asking for prayer yes amen indeed let's amen. light it up and karen just mm-hmm. so that you know your god stories radio family has also been praying so amen amen and we also had um we did not sure if you know him tracy uh but his name is Ke- kevin uh, kevin cullis yes well, Kevin contacted us about doing his story, so we're gonna have him on. Yeah, he wrote. Oh, great! He, he wrote. Saw a friend is going to be on your podcast. Thought I'd throw in my story too, if it fits. Let's yeah. have a conversation, is what he said. Yeah, I'll be having a conversation yep. with him this weekend. <laughs> cool. And if you'd like to have a conversation with Tina, it's God Stories Radio, Tina. At gmail.com. Yes. <laughs> if you'd like to be a guest on the show, same email. Yeah. Don't skip the Gmail at gmail.com. Yeah. Send it to <laughs> Gmail. If you do godstoriesradio.com, you will end up on our website yes, and you, you still can contact us there through the website. So right. you're not totally lost, but <laughs> it's Don't okay. ask me for directions is all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> is that a husband wife joke? What is it? <laughs> Oh, man, what a great show. Thanks again, Tracy. I want to thank everybody that has hung out with us on Mixler. Tracy, you have lit up the chat tonight. I, have, I haven't I have seen this much chat activity on uh, Mixler yeah. tonight and just people quoting scripture and amen in you. And somebody said that uh, you had some Pastor Monica influence in there when you got to talking. You were, mm-hmm. you, you were freestyling. You were flowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I had to Thank agree. Thank you, God. Yeah. Thank you, Holy and Spirit. <laughs> Ray, Ray, all day of the Battle Podcast says, Thank you, Tracy. And uh, Donnie Seeger said, Thank you, Tracy. And we've got a lot of thank yous and for being on tonight and just being an inspiration and being an inspiration also to God Stories Radio. And it's just these partnerships that excite us and keep mm-hmm. us going because our only agenda from the start has been to bring hope and comfort to the world. Yep. And glorify God in the process. Absolutely. Amen to that. Amen. And it is Amen uh, to that. It is also tax time here at God Stories oh, yeah. Radio. And if you feel so uh, inclined, if the Lord pricks your heart to uh, give us a, a little change, um, you can go to the GodStoriesRadio.com and there's a PayPal button there where you can give securely. And you know us, we don't talk about money or ask for money. But this time of year, uh, we have to file like uh, the big boys, the 501c3s. And it is not cheap. So... Uh, we appreciate it. Anything, you know, if the Lord um, so you know, directs, so directs you to do it. Mm-hmm. Great. Every little bit helps, but we love you and we thank you. And we thank you for praying for us. And uh, we just love each and every one of you. And uh, thank you again, Tracy. And we'll catch up with you in just a minute, but 
That about wraps it up for session 267. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless. God bless. God bless. God bless.